the first annual Optional Boss Awards. My name is Toadie and I will be your announcer today as we go through some prestigious awards given out by Josh and Tyler and the rules are simple. Any game can end up in a category as long as it was played this year for the first time, of course excluding Best Revisited. So with all that said, let me introduce you to today's hosts, Josh and Tyler. Thank you so much, Tony, and I'm so happy to be here at the first annual Optional Boss Awards, the Bossies. Can you believe we've been doing this for 25 years? I cannot. Probably because we have not, but yeah, 25 years. That, that, that sounds about on par. The first annual. <laughs> well, Josh, I have to say, this is a very exciting evening for uh, all of us, and I have to say thank you for being here with me on this audio file. Yes, thank you so much for uh, for attending as well. I could not think of a better host to do this with. Aw, oh, shucks. I know, I know. I'm such a sweetheart. But uh, we, we got a list of some fantastic winners of the bossies. Oh. And uh, what, do you, what do you say we, we get into it a little bit? All right, let's, uh, let's start off the award show. Let's uh, bring it back to our announcer, Toady, to uh, start telling us what we're celebrating. And Toady. Thank you, guys. So let's start off the show with most played genre. Just like the title says, the most time spent in the past year in a specific genre. And the winner is Action Adventure. And this actually caught me by surprise. So you start kind of tallying up all the all the games I've experienced this year. And I thought for sure it was actually going to be RPGs, regardless of everyone knows my taste on RPGs by now, I'm sure. And yeah, no, action uh, action adventure seemed to have uh, came out on top. Lots of uh, lots of really good good games out there. I have to say, Josh, that is rather exciting and uh, a little surprising as well, because as you mentioned, uh, RPGs did seem to be the more dominant uh, genre of you for the year. But action adventure, I know it's a it's a rather broad term for a genre. I know I had a surprising amount for myself, but uh, I guess uh, moving on from that one, I will I will distribute my award and uh, my pick is Metroidvania which Ooh. personally to me doesn't really come as much of a surprise uh, solely for the fact that, you know, some of them, they can be a pretty lengthy experience, but at the same time, they're just so delightfully addictive. So I am not surprised that it racked up most of my time this year. Well, Metroidvanias fall under one of your favorite categories, doesn't it, Tyler? Well, as if you're, if you're referring to like the action platformer scene, then yes, very much so. It, uh, it uh, hits that nostalgic play style, but at the same time, I just can't help but go back for more. They're, they're, they're so good and such a good time. Best retro game, first experienced this year, but released way back when. All right, and so my choice for this award is Demon's Crest for the Super Nintendo. Which, I have to say, was a very uh, surprising 
thing that I chose, for the fact that I have tried it so many times, but I've never gotten too far with it, and I finally took the time to actually sit down with it, and I have to say, once again, Demon's Crest, an incredible retro experience for me to have for the first time this year. And it's such a little, it's, it's a little bit of an odd title, because it's like a spin-off of Ghosts and Goblins, right? It's not nearly as difficult, but still very, very prominent in that kind of style. So it's a weird mix of the uh, action platformer style as well as a little hint of that Metroidvania goodness. No, that's that's very good. And for my bossy award goes to Silent Hill 2. Ooh. And this was a little bit difficult to pick, to be honest. And as I was going through all the different games and retro games I experienced for the first time this year... Silent Hill 2, I ended up playing twice, once on the PS2 and once using the enhanced uh, enhanced version on the PC. And I tell you, knowing that there's a remake around the corner, just, it warms my heart. I am so excited because I have never had such a game enthrall me in such a horror direction, considering I don't like horror generally. It is a very interesting uh, choice of description to say it warmed your heart for such a chilling experience. But I know that it is a green uh, game series, especially that particular entry, that holds a high pedigree. So that uh, that's not the most surprising, but also a rather out-of-left-field pick for a uh, retro experience to have. Very much so. But there we go. Another bossy handed out. Best Remake, Remaster, or Port. The Bossy Award for the Best New Coat of Paint. And this Bossy for Best Remake, Remaster, or Port goes to Live a Live on the Nintendo Switch, which was originally a Super Nintendo game, or Super Famicom game, I should say, over in Japan only. And when Square Enix said that they were remaking it, they did a wonderful job with the HD 2D or 2D HD graphics. Just the music was great. Everything just welded so much together. And it was such an enjoyable experience. It was so well done. No bugs or anything. It was, it was just a really, really good remake. I have to say, it's uh, interesting to see you coming around so strongly on the HD 2D uh, style, given that I know that you were pretty critical of it beforehand. But I also did try this game myself, and though I did not finish it this year, I can completely see why it would be your choice for the best remake or remaster of the year, as it is just a lovely classic experience that's just modernized enough to feel fresh, but at the same time doesn't lose that oddly nostalgic charm for something you've never experienced before. What Square Enix has done with the HD 2D formula since they first announced it with, I believe it was Octopath Traveler, they have enhanced it so much, they have had made it so much more prettier to look at, and just the experience overall is just much more pleasant than when it first came out. So with that said, what about you, Tyler? Well, Where I... does your bossy go I have to say, uh, when it's coming to uh, Square Enix, they're really cleaning up the uh, particular category for this bossy. Uh, my choice for the award goes to the Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster. Ooh. This is uh, technically something that I have experienced many times before, but in this new form where they finally cleaned up a few things, they prettied up a lot of the graphics, and the music is just... 
unbelievable that I, it felt very fresh and refined. And though I went into it incredibly skeptical for my fondness of the original version, the fact that it was able to make me feel like I was playing the same product when it was a different product is really something of deserving of its praise. But, uh, yeah, I, so Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster is the recipient of my bossy award. Best Revisited, because sometimes we just can't let go of the past. For the award in this particular category, we have Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I have to say, I've been pretty critical on this uh, specific game this year. If uh, you heard not too long ago when we were discussing our uh, revisits to or a game that we could experience for the first time, and I had felt a little burnt out on Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, but going back to it after giving it enough time, I sunk probably more time into it this than my initial playthrough, and it felt really good. So that is my pick for uh, the best revisit of the year. How about yourself, Josh? Well, you couldn't have picked a better time with Tears of the Kingdom just around the corner, coming out later on this year, right? It is, uh, it's not far away, no, hopefully, pending more, uh, more bad delay announcements. Yeah, as long as there's no delays. For my bossy award for the best revisited game actually goes to Blasphemous, plus this DLC. So this came into the new PS Plus categories, which uh, I have, and usually I've only played it on Switch. So I said, well, now I have trophies. I'm just going to go for it and just clean it up because I, I quite enjoy Blasphemous. It is such a wonderful thing. It has such weird religious tones to it. Uh, given the name like Blasphemous, you kind of expect that. And the Metroidvania aspects, like combat is very crunchy, and it's just, it's just such a, pl a pleasant experience. I will From say... From a gameplay perspective, anyways. It is probably one of the most visually striking retro throwback styles of game. But even beyond that, it is probably one of the most... I wish I could choose this for this uh, an award this evening, but I just had so many other contestants. Uh, but Blasphemous, uh, very much deserving of some kind of praise because it is just such a very well-realized and well-rounded experience. It knows what it wants to be, and it does it hard. Very much so. Well deserved. Best Mindy, a bossy award that goes out to the best smaller independent game, a mini indie, if you will. So this next bossy goes to Before Your Eyes. Ooh. And if anyone doesn't know this game, it is a very, very unique game. And being a Mindy, a very short indie experience, this game uses a webcam that tracks your eyes and every time you blink you start missing the story and it goes forward in time and it t tells such a nice very heartwarming story heartbreaking story at times all depending on how long you can keep your eyes open because once you blink you cannot go back this has always been an experience that's uh kind of intrigued me because one i don't think i've known any other kind of game to play with basically the endurance test of your eyes. But I've also heard that uh, the hardest part is not so much not blinking, but it's keeping your eyes open amidst all of the tears from the emotional experiences that will pull you through as you are going through a lifetime. 
not just that, keeping your eyes open for such a long time, your eyes are going to hurt a little bit, but it's going to be worth it for that story. So what about yourself, Tyler? Well, Where does your bossy go? My uh, bossy for the best Mindy of the year, being a indie that I feel is a little bit too small and to go into great detail, but big enough to give an award, who's going to go to Skull the Hero Slayer for being a very surprising and addictive entry into the uh, action platformer roguelike genre, which I had admittedly not thought much when I picked it up, but given how incredibly hard I went into it and how much it sucked me into its repetitive loop, it would be very hard for me to disregard it for the wonderful experience it was. It was a wonderful experience. Sadly, I have not finished it because I was just a little too burnt out on roguelikes when I picked it up, but I'm glad it's in my library and one day I will be getting back to it. It's uh... But absolutely an another one that deserves the prestigious Bossy Award for Best Mindy. It will scratch the rogue itch, that is for sure. Best Soundtrack. This Bossy is awarded to the best music in a game. All right, and the recipient of the Bossy for having the most pleasing sounds to my ears this year is going to go to Death's Door. A charmingly wonderful game about a crow who's just the most incredible orchestrated backdrop with such strong, soothing, emotional pianos, and I'm not an expert on music myself, but I can safely say, to get this award for me, as you should be aware, I'm quite fond of just video game music as a medium itself, but when you got me actually looking up the album outside of the game, I can't help but give it a true award for its accomplishments this year. But how about yourself? What would you say is the most uh, most audio-pleasing game for you? So when you say pleasing, it gives me a little uh, second thoughts, but at the same time, the best soundtrack for me personally, this bossy goes to Mori. And the whole reason is, is because this is one of those games, it's very rare that I go out of my way and look up music soundtracks outside of video games because I want to contain that kind of experience with it. But Amori's music, it can go from happy to sad to just straight up really super upbeat boss fights. And it just has such a punch and such uniqueness that you wouldn't hear in any other game that I have found. I have to say, I'm not terribly uh, surprised to hear that game picked up at least one category. Will it pick up some more? We'll have to wait and see. But uh, I know that... Uh... You definitely brought up a few of its tracks to me on your own time, which is not really something you're prone to doing. So I know that there was a very strong attachment to uh, what what it gave you throughout that whole time playing. Best story. These games deliver a whole lot of storytelling. And this award goes to... Amori. You were right, it is going to show up in another category, and the reason being is no game has made me feel the way that this game has. The story throughout the entire thing, it has happiness, it has sadness, it has times that'll pull at your heartstrings, it'll make you fearful and scared. It just has a broad range of emotions that it can pull out of you so well that it is absolutely astonishing considering how the game looks is very basic in its overworld, very 
plain Jane pixel art, but then you get into the fights, the music, the story portrayal in some of those fights, the nice graphics and everything. It just really brings everything alive and how it tells its story as well is just very fluent and vibrant. And this is the only game that I have looked up afterwards, after I've completed it twice, story breakdowns because I know I miss things. So what about yourself, Tyler? Well, it's certainly something that you can uh, say sticks with you when you're engaging with the story beyond the actual medium that itself. But uh, my pick for the prestigious bossy in... Uh, I would say the, we're getting into some of the heavier hitting category awards right now, but uh, I, I'm going to have to go with 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. And uh, for being a narrative that I can't really talk about because I don't want to ruin for people... And spoilers are one thing, but this is something that I can't even begin to fathom explaining. But I do know that it managed to hook me in, not unlike when you find a TV series that you just can't help but keep watching every episode until there are no episodes left to watch. Very binge-worthy story-wise. Engaging and addictive. Fantastic words for it. That is, that is excellent, and this is one that is on my backlog for one day, and I hope to get to it soon. Most anticipated for 2023. Lots of new titles coming out this year, but which one has the most hype behind it? And the winner of this bossy goes to Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm Barline, which... There's, this was a very difficult award to give, uh, mostly because very difficult. the next year is starting to look incredibly stacked, like just announcements after announcements, and we've really only scratched the surface on what's even starting in the summer, but I know when I gave a good hard think about what's coming up, the one thing that excites me most is my very obscure Final Fantasy Guitar Hero type game. And that is why I have given it this award. But how about yourself? What is uh, your pick? Well, Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm, it looks absolutely fantastic. I know there was ones on the uh, 3DS, I believe, and they looked fun. I never got into them. Uh, I never knew about them at the time, and as we know now, it's a little too late. I could still buy them, but as a physical collector, I also refuse to get the digital versions. But Rhythm Games, Final Fantasy Music... They kind of go hand in hand. Like that, that sounds like a great mix. But for myself, this bossy award goes to Blasphemous 2. Given my love of Blasphemous 1 and how many times I've actually played it by now, and the fact that it won the, re, uh, the best revisited award, that kind of tells you that when they say Blasphemous 2 is coming out in 20. 23 i am beyond excited i am excited for more news i'm excited for more trailers i am ready to eat that media up because i'm just ecstatic for it you know my pick was almost the same as yours because i can uh, very much agree with the hype for a blasphemous too it has been a long time since just seeing a roman numeral pop up on an advertisement would actually get me that excited and I also know that uh, with the quality experience that Game Kitchen brought to the table with the first Blasphemous, they can only seek to just top it with the next entry. 
game of the year. First time experienced this year, not necessarily released this year. Which game was most enjoyed? For this very prestigious bossy award, it goes to Elden Ring. Never in my life have I thought I'd find a game that would make me rekindle my love of open world games because I've been burnt out and I have not been able to get back. And Elden Ring's open world and that Souls combat is just, it's such a great mixture. And while there are some things that are not perfect, granted, it was beyond a fantastic time. It is the game that I put the most hours in this year on one title. It is just the boss fights, the the story behind it, the lore that you can come across. It was just, it was so just delicious. It was one hell of a good time. And the fact that I went and platinumed it right away, even though that it caused, it was a few new game plus, pluses in, I was never bored. What about you, Tyler? Your game of the year, the one of the most prestigious awards that we could give tonight. Well, I have to say, I'm uh, not too surprised that uh, you picked... It seems to be a very universal pick that uh, Elden Ring is just an incredible new take on the open-world variety that's become so stale. And given that to Platinum such a massive game, that that is really quite the compliment to how quality of an experience it is. However, for myself, for this prestigious, bossy award... I have to give it to Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. I, I, I'm touched deeply by this experience. And now, it doesn't offer anything nearly as broad in scope as something like Elden Ring. Nor did I play Elden Ring. But as soon as I started up Kirby, I couldn't help but feel this is exactly what I wanted out of a 3D Kirby game. Because it is strictly that, Kirby in 3D. And... The music is always a good time. It's nice and relaxing with enough challenge to keep you going. And the boss fights were just absolutely phenomenal. And that is why my pick for the prestigious Game of the Year award goes to Kirby and the Forgotten Land. And I think this is well-deserved because this was such a nice... Like, sure, they didn't change much, but it revamped what we knew as Kirby. Kirby's always been kind of the easy game and some of those boss fights are quite challenging. It was just a nice perspective change, mechanical change, and difficulty change that I feel the series actually needed to continue on. And I hope that we see more in the same style with some more advancements. I know I'm uh, certainly looking forward to uh, them continuing the series in that style. But before we move on, I have to say, you know, we've gotten through a whole bunch of these very honorable titles that we are giving out, though they will surely go down in history with, but you can't be first place without something being second place. So I have to ask you, Josh, do you have any honorable mentions for your almost didn't quite but could have made game of the year for yourselves this year? Why, yes, I do, Tyler. And... I know it's already won a couple awards, but it just, it it was such an impactful game on me and left me just wanting more and wanting to deep dive into its story and everything. And that is, of course, Omori. 
And I don't think that should be a surprise for anyone. My my honorable mention is Amori. How about yourself, Tyler? What kind of honorable mention do you have? Your second place to the game of the year, if you will. Well, I know you had been uh, wrestling with that decision with the game that stuck with you truly the most. And interestingly enough, my pick is also the winner of the same award category that your pick is. Because um, at the end of the day, things that can truly stick with us are fantastic. But as for the Game of the Year award, we play games at the end of the day. So it's going to be the game itself that sticks with us. But that is why... My honorable mention for this year goes to 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, for, again, the gameplay is not what I would come back to, but the story is something that I have never experienced anything like before. And that is why it's uh, my almost, but not quite, game of the year for this year. See, just hearing how highly you hold that to right next to the game of the year, just makes it kind of bump up my backlog just a little bit, a few spots. Because that, talking about a story and everything, that is what I really enjoy in some of these games. Sometimes I just want to uh, turn the brain off and just enjoy, but a good story with decent gameplay goes a long way when experiencing this kind of medium. Best optional boss. It would be a disservice to name the podcast the Optional Boss Podcast without having the most prestigious bossy award for said optional boss. That's right, folks. It's time for what could possibly be the most prestigious thing that we could give for the evening. So prestigious that we even named ourselves after it. Isn't that right, Josh? Very much so. And how could we not have this as the most prestigious bossy award to give out? You know, I think when it comes to being an optional boss... You know, you don't have to be the most difficult, but you do have to be sought after. And I'd like to think that people look for us as opposed to us being in their way. And that is why my pick for the boss, the optional boss of the year, the bossy, goes to Chaos Elphalin of Kirby and the Forgotten Land for being... Such an incredible additional challenge that once you've had everything and you want to have a little bit more, and just a soundtrack that blows your mind while you're testing your combat to the absolute limits, which is just so much fun to execute. How about yourself? What would you give uh, our highest praise of the awards this evening? My highest praise has a lot of respect. My highest praised gets the most prestigious bossy of the night. And that is Melania, Blade of Miquela. And you know what? You said it doesn't have to be the most difficult. She was probably the most difficult in my playthrough of Elden Ring. But you know what? In a game that is about overcoming challenges that is claimed to not be perfectly balanced, she gave me a run for my money. And I died so many times, and when I finally beat her, I felt accomplished. I felt more accomplished than actually finishing the final boss, or any of the bosses behind, before her. It gave me a run for my money and let me challenge even more so. It made me up my game, made me think about it much harder than any other boss in any other game that I've played. 
I think that really does capture the true essence of what it means to be an optional boss. When it is something that you're seeking out, not for your own progression or because you have to, but because you want to. And overcoming that challenge, be it difficult to find, difficult to do, whatever it is that we just seek out that extra little bit of spice to add to our adventure. So I would have to say that's a pretty sound reasoning for a choice of the prestigious bossy of optional boss of the year. And a special shout out to Let Me Solar Her for helping so many people fight her. And if you don't know what this story is about, it is about the summon for Melania that people can do, and he wears a pop for a head and takes on Melania for them. I think we probably should have mentioned that our awards might have some spoilers in them, shouldn't we? Well, this is a actual player character. Oh. It's not an NPC. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, that is quite a bit of bossy awards handed out tonight. Or today, if you will. What do you think about that, Tyler? I think it's incredible that we've been doing this for so long, and yet we've only managed to give these awards the one time. Very much so. It's such a prestigious experience. We've said it's prestigious a lot, and I hope you appreciate that we can say big words. I think at the end of it, though, we can look back on 2022 as a... Uh, pretty pretty well-rounded year for gaming i would say that we had a lot of experiences that stuck with us long enough that we wanted to put on a mock award show that we are going to keep annual for all of you very much so because just because this is the first does not mean it's going to be the final we will do this every year and admittedly make a little bit of an ass of ourselves here up on stage giving out these bossies I can't think of a better way to go into the new year. And what a year we have ahead of us. Like you mentioned earlier, we have such a library of games coming out in the new year. And there's a lot to be excited about. If I could pick most anticipated over again, I would probably have at least ten things so far. But, uh... I think Ten things would be easy to write down We could, you and know, announce. Looking forward into uh, the upcoming year, if you had to say... If you could get yourself one new game to add to your collection to put on the shelf, what would it be? One that is already out or one that is coming out? Could be coming out, could be entirely non-existent. Ooh, that's a, that is going to be a difficult one. One that I would want on my shelf. You know what? Honestly, I'm going to go with my most anticipated as well, which is Blasphemous 2. Ooh. Because it would fit so nicely beside my Blasphemous 1. I can agree with you there as well. Uh, I think for my personal pick as something that I don't know exists yet, uh, I'm going to have to go with, and this is a weird pick, but I'd finally like to see a copy of uh, The Ghosts of Goblins Resurrection finally come to a physical. That would just be, you know, it's not selling either way. Find a way to sell it to me and I'll play it. And this is the thing, especially for us who are physical collectors, we aren't going to buy it unless it's physical. Chances are. So that that is actually one I would also like. Not my most, because Blasphemous 2 is just, it's, it's itching at my heartstrings. I think. But Ghosts and Goblins Resurrected would be absolutely fantastic to see. I think we could be here forever talking about uh, what's going to be coming up and what we're excited for in the new year. But I think we'll have to save that for a future edition. 
Yes, because we promised you guys a shorter episode, and we shall deliver. So with that said, let's hand it back to Toady. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the first annual Optional Boss Awards. Your rambling hosts, Josh and Tyler, have now left the stage. Keep up with them on Instagram or Twitter as at OptionalBossPC. I've been your announcer, Toadie, and you can find me on YouTube or Twitch as ToadieYPQ. Have a fantastic rest of your day and happy gaming! <laughs>